0: Hey, what is going on everybody? Inner Chaz Man here. We're back once again with another uh version of the Inner Chaz Man podcast. As always, your favorite place to hear all of the I don't know, kind of nerdy goodness that's been coming out of the gaming world. Uh these are my buddies Metal Gamer and Phoenix. What's up guys? How you been?
1: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Just been watching uh the real life Phoenix Wright play out with uh Xbox versus Sony. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the tea coming out of that is uh is very sweet um or sour or sour i guess <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i said tea. I just i know that because that's like a drama drama word or whatever uh oh, on screen there's some audio locations if you guys would like to check us out there and also there's social media locations um so this is going to be quite a different uh, episode I would kind of i don't want to say we're uh, short on time but we kind of got pushed back and we're kind of waiting on metal gamer to finish up on uh zelda so we can kind of finish up our uh kind of thoughts on that quiet you <laughs> i thought i was gonna be the last one it makes me feel good
2: whatever well according to phoenix your final battle was pretty terrible so i'm not Oof. gonna fall out. I'm it not took me, into like, that trap
0: it took me like three tries i didn't think that was that bad
1: oh well, yeah, you're consistent i mean watching you play zelda is a painful experience so at Probably. least you know throughout your all your playthroughs it's been uh you know it's been something mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It wasn't oh as bad as freaking uh, uh, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, that legitimately—it was close. It was close. I think <laughs> I took like terrible. it took me like two hours to beat uh, Ganon, I think in Skyward Sword. Anyways, this isn't. It the was
2: zo- no
1: Ganon in Skyward Sword. Did you hear this guy? Oh, what my was it? Gosh. Was it
0: like a demon?
2: Demise. No. no, it was it was Kaiba from you know Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it was Seto. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hmm. Anywho, it was Bowser. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. I got the thingy for the master sword, so at least that. Thanks, Phoenix, for letting me know that I could use the bargaining statue. C- kind of late on that though, because I lost my my autosave for when I got the last tier. Oh, and I and I had the chance because I did like five times to try to get it out, and I couldn't. And by the time I you told me that, I was at the desert goofing off trying to get stuff done over there, and then I tried to go back and I couldn't find it anymore. I'm like I'm mad now. So I'm I, oh. now I went through. I'm I, I finished the Lost Woods. Grumpy face. Man. So yeah, no, I'm just upset at myself for being a jerk and dumb. <laughs> I didn't think about it. But yeah, once uh, once he finishes off with Zelda,
0: we'll, you know, do yeah, a, right. another separate video for that. Um, and just so you guys know why I said this is going to be right. a little bit different is we're only going to really touch on one major topic. And we felt like that's because this is kind of the biggest thing kind of going on right now. There's so much. It's the
1: doozy. Yeah, there's Not so the much uh,
0: stuff just kind of coming out of this one. Like when I was doing the notes, I noticed most of my notes were all pointing to this one topic. But um. Uh, yeah, real quick. Let me switch us over. Yeah.
1: Is that people's court music <laughs> in the back? Really?
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Oh my god. But yeah, so
0: we're going to be talking about this whole uh, Microsoft versus FTC kind of saga and everything that's kind of spewing out of it. I mean, this has been i don't want to say i do to know if it's crazy but it's been super it's always weird getting to see kind of how the sausage is made because we don't normally get to kind of see behind the scenes of kind of how these companies really feel about what's happening sometimes about things
2: um well, they always they always like to play off like they're the best yeah they're the best and always number one then this is like completely like throwing everything down it's like what is going on here what? There's just so much, so much craziness going on. It's great to watch, though. We don't get oh, this what? kind of news every day. Well, it's nice. To
1: speak, well, nice with, you know, quotations, but um, the fact we kind of like to see behind the veil a little bit, I mean, most of these major companies, you know, want to keep everything pretty close to the chest with either trade secrets or internal documents and emails and stuff like that. So to get to kind of see what they're actually thinking sometimes and kind of pull back the PR talk is, you know, that's worth this whole process, regardless if Microsoft wins or loses or whatnot. This has been a revealing past four or five days.
2: Well, again,
0: it's, it's like, it again, it's just, it's just super interesting to kind of see the, the you get to kind of see the business talk where like you see the the outward, uh, I don't know, kind of view that these companies and the bosses kind of put out in terms of how they're feeling about their position, and then you get to see the emails, and you're like,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, behind the
1: curtain. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, everybody knows. I mean, everything you hear uh, on, you know, your favorite video games site, IGN or whatever news outlet you got to take with a grain of salt. It's 90% PR talk because they have a position. They're trying to um, you know, promote for. So, uh to see some truth kind of come out from all this as far as like, you know, actual perspectives and opinions on things is interesting.
0: And it's also kind of fascinating just to kind of see, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not a corporate corporate guy working for some big company, but I find it fascinating just to kind of see uh, just the process of these companies of just kind of communicating with their inner staff about, about things, you know, it's just kind of interesting just like, I, I would wonder if when these emails are sent, do they like have to get each email approved because of this possibility that this could be brought up in, in court at some point, or. Uh, it's real
1: tricking me. I'll tell you like, um, my job's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of emails that are sent to pass along that, probably should not have been sent Um, because people don't really think they think about emails as this this relatively closed off thing like the only people are gonna see it is me and the recipient right but when the order comes down you have to release all your internal documents that includes everything. That includes your emails. That can include, like, text on your phone, too. If you use your phone for, like, uh, work purposes, you have your actual work email installed on it. It now is a work device. That's why, like, when you install all those applications, there's a flag that pops up saying your uh, organization has the right to, you know, modify or configure things in your phone. It's basically their device (laughs) to a certain extent, which that's a reason I wouldn't recommend using, you know, work email on your phone. But Point being, they can pull any of that stuff and it can definitely blindside you if you're not really thinking about what you said in some off-the-wall emails, like, you know, buckets of money or
0: dump trucks of money or whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just thought it was funny because I was imagining, like, um, someone in Phil Spencer's position where it's like when you are in charge of a company that can just throw $70 billion into the wind, it's like, I would imagine he's sitting there, every email he sends, he has, like, three people over his shoulder, like, (laughs)
1: It could mean potentially, um, but at the same time, um, you think about a lot of these organizations, when was the last time we saw a big um, regulation bar like this where so many entities have come after a deal? Like, it's been a long time. Like, I know in the, what, is it late 90s, early 2000s, Microsoft did get hit with a monopoly situation uh, when Windows was coming out, at least be getting some prominence. So they've been in this boat before, but that's been several decades. So they may not have thought they had a lot to worry about. I would imagine most of them thought this deal at the beginning was just gonna go through they had purchased you know everybody else they had bought in bethesda and we're just kind of you know carrying that train along they probably didn't bat much of an eye thinking about the activision stuff so this might have caught them off guard a little bit which is why some of those emails from you know two three four years ago are a little i don't want to say uh scandalous because they're not really scandalous but maybe not worded in quite the pr way that would be more preferred if it ever was brought to court so
0: I just thought it's not about something it.
2: you think about later down the line <laughs>
0: i just thought it about just it happens. i'm i'm surprised something crazy hasn't come out involving kodak if they have his emails and stuff just saying that guy yeah, i mean there's
1: been some communications from we can dig into um but it might have to be stuff that's pertaining to the deal oh, uh, no, i don't if... mean
0: us i just mean i'm surprised nothing crazy has come out considering how activision has been run like uh Fair. as of late but okay all right
1: how are we doing this because there is a lot i think you said you had some highlights you want to get into first and then we'll kind of pick through from there
0: i did um let me go ahead and pull them up so again i'm not quite sure um the order i mean i guess i'll just kind of throw some stuff out there that i think is super interesting um one of the first things i guess in terms of date that i saw is one of the things i was like I just thought it was kind of funny as uh the, the whole, we just talked about it off, off pod, but the mad booty situation where an mm-hmm. email, best name. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt booty in an email to uh, Bethesda's Pete Hines back in 2019, he said something, I, I don't have, I probably, I have it pretty close. It said something to the avail of like Xbox, if they really wanted to could spend Sony out of business in terms of acquisitions and, you know, other things to kind of block, Blocked them out. Now again, I believe they've he's kind of uh, turned that turned that around and has said uh, that this was like years ago. And yeah, but that shows your
1: hand. I mean, okay, so it was years ago, but this deal was also years ago in the making. Just because you know we saw it come out. Was was it last year that this thing actually like kind of year. kicked yeah. off?
0: Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's not like this just came out last year. For the past three or four years, I'm sure they had been considering buying Activision, working on the back-end side of things. So, I'm sure that email was probably relatively telling. Could have been more of the jumping off points for this whole process internally. And we, we know that's their goal. I mean, as consumer-friendly as Microsoft is wanting to appear, they would love if there wasn't a lot of competition, right? They'd love to have a larger uh, market share and make more money so there's plenty of truth i'm sure to that statement that hasn't exactly gone anywhere
0: Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's i don't know i just think it's it's kind of funny and obviously that's not true because xbox has thrown around close to 100 billion dollars since then and sony is still in business so
1: well to be fair a good chunk of that 100 billion dollars hasn't gone anywhere yet right it's all kind of on hold um And you're right, we haven't really seen a lot come out of the other acquisitions yet. Bethesda's dropped the ball a little bit when it comes to Arcane and a few other things. Um, Who knows about Starfield? So, I mean, that's true. Um, Even though that was their hope to spend uh, dump trucks of money to go ahead and uh, get a lead. Hasn't paid off yet. But once again, this whole acquisition could be that turning point. Which is kind of what the FTC uh, FTC's arguing against, right? Like, if this goes through, this is going to unfairly shift the tide. Um... And either not necessarily give them a monopoly completely, but uh, definitely harm the competitive space and ultimately harm the consumer. But I guess that's kind of where we can discuss as we get yeah. towards the end of it, because there's some interesting tidbits that come out.
0: And I guess I should also say, like, I, I mentioned that I wanted to bring it up as like this whole situation. Like, I guess I'll throw it out there. Um, I don't think it's any, you know, secret that like, at least with me, I know to an extent, maybe you as well, but. I would definitely say I probably fall more along the lines of being an Xbox fanboy, I guess, if you would were to throw me on the side. Even though I own all consoles, I enjoy all the consoles. Um, but, like, even though, like, I would say I, I'm, you know, more of an Xbox fanboy, I would say this whole situation, mostly for me, kind of spells out even, like, further the idea that, like, like these companies are whether how much you like them or, or dislike them, they are just mega corporations who are just trying to get the leg up on the other corporations within the market. It's like like no matter what argument each company has, it's just kind of like a full circle of each it's like one company saying, Oh well, you know, you're you're taking this, therefore we have to do this to combat that and then it's the next company saying, Well, because you're doing that, we have to do this to come to combat this and it's just like it's so funny how kind of cyclical the whole yeah. the whole thing is entirely.
1: Well, the goal of any business is to make as much money as possible, right? I mean, ultimately, they are not here to serve the consumer. I mean, the consumer is a means to the end, right? And the end is money so um, microsoft i know has really tried to i think has done a pretty good job over the past few years is kind of standing in as the consumer friendly good guy right a lot of their practices have come across relatively consumer friendly game pass for the most part has been you know pretty accessible relatively cheap lots of you know value there um but that's not to say that if you know three years out all of a sudden they do have call of duty and whatnot and game pass is just this all-encompassing thing They don't use that as a tool to completely shut out the competition and stick it to the consumers. I mean, I wouldn't put that above and beyond Microsoft. And that's where everybody's concern is here. So ultimately, regardless of how you feel about any one company, being a fanboy here isn't going to serve anybody well. Ultimately, you want to make sure the consumers are getting the best deals possible. And that's the whole point of this whole... this whole argument, right? This whole um, uh, deliberation is to try to make this as fair to consumers as possible. Mm. Now, I don't know if the FTC's done a great job of that. I think primarily, and um, we'll see some specifics here in a minute. They haven't really talked about how. I don't want to say they haven't talked about it at all, but they haven't really, I think, given a good case on how this harms general consumers. They've talked a lot about how this is going to harm the Sony consumer. Well, they focused and on
0: Call of Duty when it's like right the-
1: specifically playstation call of duty users yes. like and i think that's what's so interesting they're not looking at us from a broad stance they're boiling this down to sony versus microsoft which if this doesn't go in their favor i think that's probably going to be the reason why they weren't broad and just think okay general consumer practice what's going to be best for them and why sony is definitely a part of that in their user base the fact they're leaving the switch out of this i think is interesting i don't think that initially helps their case um I mean, and for those who haven't read, they're trying to go and set up when they're doing these market analysis and comparisons. It's just Microsoft and Sony. The Nintendo Switch, they're arguing, isn't even a modern console because it came out so they're, long they're, ago.
2: They're, com- they're saying that it's not even like a, comp- a competitor at all. And it's like, oh, their hardware is so behind. It's like, it doesn't matter about that. It's like, what are you talking about? they are not worried they're, about the like, GameCube. Half it, it, and the
1: reason everyone, they're it out it's not even because of that. It's because if you yeah. bring the switch into the conversation, their argument drops so hard because now it really puts <laughs> the perspective on just how far behind Microsoft truly is. When you have Nintendo Sony and then Microsoft way down here, it's different oh, if it's yeah. just Microsoft and Sony. And the other thing too, the big argument is call of duty, right? Nintendo hasn't had call of duty in. Since 10 the years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think we yeah. U. they Wii had like black ops some or some something. Yeah. yeah
2: they, they, they had one of them.
1: And even then it wasn't like a primary selling point for them. They haven't viably had a call of duty on their system. That's done well for them. And I'm going to say just close to a decade. So obviously call of duty is not the primary reason that, you know, company is going to stay afloat. And that I think is a shady way to approach this, just to take this very obvious um, um, arguing point and just kind of leave it off the table. So I don't know if that's going to work for them. Well,
0: Call of duty is a bad, I, I still think call of duty is a bad argument and bad place to look because of the game style it is like call of duty prof profit wise is not going to go um exclusive it's a multiplayer game it is best utilized as multiplayer and it's like it goes the same i guess this kind of ties into another game is um a game that people were surprised became exclusive when microsoft bought out um What's the Minecraft developer? It's uh Mojang. Mojang. A lot of people expected that to go a console exclusive and from what, from, and from what it sounds like it was going to go multi but uh I have it in my notes, but a PS5, but but Sony never sent uh dev kits to Xbox mm-hmm. so that they could oh, get that game ready for my, Minecraft. And it's like it's like
1: Which, to be fair, a lot of people are kind of coming at Sony because they also said that for if, you know, Microsoft owns Call of Duty or Activision, they wouldn't feel comfortable sending uh, them a dev kit for their next PS6 or whatever it is because they don't want to give them any trade secrets. Which, to be fair, yeah, I mean, if you're developing some brand new console with some fancy features that you don't want anybody to, you know, snake out from under them why would you feel comfortable showing those plans to a direct competitor? It was one thing showing it to Activision when Activision was its own entity, but if they are under Microsoft, mm-hmm. Microsoft now has full access to their design specs and all of that. But so that just, again, all people are coming really Oh, go ahead.
0: No, as I said, that just creates again, a cyclical never ending circle. Cause it's like, but then what if there's a game that, um, uh, that Xbox wants to put on PlayStation, you know, it's like, so then you, you get to see their console as well. It's like, Okay, okay. what
1: Xbox game has showed up on PlayStation. That's what I'm saying. They don't want to do that. You don't see Halo on PlayStation. And part of it, you know, there's exclusivity there, but you don't see Gears of War. You don't see Forza. I mean, there's multiple facets to yeah. this at the whole point. Most of them want exclusives. They want a reason for you to be on their system primarily. That's the whole point of exclusives in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only reason I mention that, it's not that I'm 100% for that. I agree. Like, games like Call of Duty and whatnot, especially right now, make so much more sense being multi-platform because more people can play, especially when the player base primarily is on PlayStation. Why would you want to alienate that? But I don't want to completely disregard that point. Cause there's some truth to it that yes, if I have to, you know, get this new game up and ready for my next console, I have to basically disclose trade and design secrets for a brand new piece of hardware, mm-hmm. which that's an iffy thing.
0: So I don't I mean, know. I'm not saying that. Go ahead. No, to be fair, call of duty is like, as much as I love gears of war and halo, Call of Duty's a much larger entity than those, those properties have been in a long time, so it's like, I don't know, I think you can get away with keeping Halo Infinite on your console, because you know it's not, you know, I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, you know those two properties have not shown well, and not saying Gears 5 wasn't a good game or anything, but.
1: Just in general. I mean, that's, I think, the argument there. But I I think you have raised a good point, like this whole um, situation hinging on Call of Duty, I think is what's going to bite them in the butt with this whole thing. I mean, they're making a lot of arguments. I know some of these were saying that um, I think some data was revealed that there's like a million or two million PlayStation users who 100% of their game uh, play time is only Call of Duty. So you got two million people or whatever only playing Call of Duty. I think they then said like another 60 or 70%, majority of playtime was Call of Duty. So you're looking at a large percentage of the PlayStation user base that is all playing Call of Duty. But the whole catch here then is okay, if beneficial argument from the FTC is, okay, PlayStation's gonna be screwed over because Microsoft doesn't let them have Call of Duty. Microsoft, in so many quotes throughout this um, uh, trial and before, have said, we will sign a contract today that you can have, what, didn't they say like a 10-year um, exclusive deal with them to have Call of Duty on their um, platform? With Nintendo, so, my- No. Oh, well, they've had that too, but um, oh, Sony. they had oh. a proposed contract with Sony. I can't remember the t- uh, how long it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... What I'm getting at is Microsoft has come out and said they've sworn under oath they will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So if the FTC's big argument is that PlayStation gamers are going to get screwed over in this whole process because they lose Call of Duty, that was that's not going to be the case. Whether it was going to be prior to all this or not, Microsoft has shifted directions and basically said you can have this game. We don't. Well, I'm not saying they don't care, but um, we'll make this happen so we can get the rest of this deal through now. After 10 years, they might change their mind. But still, that's a pretty, I think, a uh, big thing to kind of show that Microsoft is trying to bend a little bit to the regulations.
0: Mm. Uh, another thing I wanted to throw in is there was this guy uh, moving on to uh, a guy named Deering. I think he was some sort of Sony executive um, in an email to Jim Ryan. I guess they were kind of making fun of the uh, Xbox acquisition or Activision uh, Blizzard acquisition at the time and they were saying that uh they didn't understand the deal xbox could have gotten call of duty exclusive for three years for five billion dollars with activision anyways um he said it would have been better off their uh, microsoft would have been better off announcing an electric car uh (laughs) i don't know it's just i find it kind of interesting just the fact that xbox could have had call of duty exclusive for three years for five billion, which I don't know if that's really the way to go. I mean, I would think in the long run, I mean, just buying Activision was the better route anyways, especially if you have the capital like Microsoft, but.
1: I think it's the better route. That's an interesting thing to say that if they would have done that, I don't think we'd be going through this whole process. Like, I don't think you have anybody arguing or any of these regula- um, regulating bodies giving you an issue with it. Um, But essentially what they're now arguing is exactly that deal, right? Exclusivity for Call of Duty. So I said I think Call of Duty being kind of the hinge of this whole thing is going to be the you know nail in the coffin, whatever you want to say. That kind of you know shifts this away from the FTC being favorable in the whole grand scheme of things.
0: I mean, from what I understand, I, I actually think from what I've I've gathered, most people think Microsoft isn't doing this mainly for Call of Duty. I think from what I'm gathering, a lot of people think the largest portion that Microsoft really wants is a lot of the the cloud cloud infrastructure and a lot of stuff what was it it
2: was mobile mobile from what it seems like like, that's like their main focus yes
0: a lot a lot of the mobile oriented things along with the just the cloud infrastructure that they would be getting um well
2: they've been they've been going towards that direction for quite some time now
0: Mm -hmm. oh
2: definitely so i wouldn't be surprised that that's like one of their main focuses
0: Mm -hmm. um and i guess just thinking on um i know if you get activision blizzard mobile wise oriented you get you know the entire Blizzard catalog, along with what Diablo Immortal, which I don't think that game critically did well, but apparently in terms of money, it made buku money. So you know Activision has like expertise in that, and I guess that also kind of ties into another thing I had, where around the time just before this active or this acquisition was made or attempted to be made by Microsoft, um, Xbox, they they say uh, was also looking to purchase other studios and publishers. Um, it looks like they were looking to buy uh, which one that everyone thought Sega. Sega was on the list. Then there was Bungie. Then there was IO Interactive. If you don't know, IO Interactive is the 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 Pitman guys. They make a lot of those mm-hmm. games. Then there's Square Enix, Niantic, and Zynga. Now, right off the bat, Bungie's gone, mm-hmm. so they missed out on that one. That's that's Sony. And then Bungie I Bungie
1: want to win back to Microsoft though. Anyway, I don't with think their so.
0: No, no, I don't think
2: it's, so. It's... Is it Niantic with Nintendo?
0: No, Niantic got bought out. Oh no, I'm thinking of Zynga. Zynga went to take two.
1: Niantic's its own thing. I mean, they uh, produce Pokemon they Go, put, so they yeah. work with okay. they the work Nintendo, with Nintendo license. Whether well, they I mean, they work with a Pokemon company, but mm-hmm. you know, that Pokemon yeah. is a weird thing with who it's wrapped up with, but they're not mm-hmm. owned by any other publisher mm-hmm. that I know of. Yeah. Take okay. two
0: went to, uh, take two bought Zynga. I remember that one, but um, yeah, that's super interesting. Cause again, talk going back to a lot of the mobile argument, um, Going after companies like like uh Square Enix and Sega, like those are, and Niantic, that's huge in the mobile market, um, and to be honest, the the Square Enix one would have been super interesting because what game just came out? <laughs> yeah, you know that game could have been possibly an Xbox exclusive or, or maybe maybe that contract was already printed on you know for Sony for that to be a sony console but you could have gotten final fantasy 17 you know on an xbox exclusive who knows but
1: here's the thing it's so it's not like that game all of a sudden is multi-platform like it is exclusive like Mm -hmm. i guess why like this whole argument of anyone gaming exclusive is so dumb because every one of these companies has been fighting for exclusives forever okay Mm -hmm. so yeah call of duty is a big one i'm not going to argue that but yeah, it could have been Final Fantasy. It could have been um, Destiny. It could have been whatever, right? So, I don't know. I think the fact that they're using that as kind of the linchpin, of these arguments that, oh, because it could be exclusive, I don't know, that's just, that's how it's always been. That's a standard practice in this industry. So, the fact that, I don't know, it's almost hypocritical, their their argument. It's either hypocritical or it shows a really, um, what, how do I want to phrase this, a lack of understanding of kind of just, the gaming uh landscape in general right because this isn't even a new thing exclusivity i mean that's been around since i'm gonna say like what playstation 2 era xbox probably prior to that playstation 1 like they've had exclusives around forever probably longer than that i mean i guess you could argue them going back to I mean, like you know
2: nintendo, old nintendo. Yeah. like mario would sega hmm. i mean mario sega sonics
1: I think back then it was a little different because you didn't have as many publishers and like a lot of those Mario's and Sonics and whatnot were in-house first party developers. I guess you never really expected those to be multi-platform, but just in general, the concept of exclusivity has been around forever. So Mm. I don't feel like that should be a real strong um, arguing point in this whole process. I know one of the other things they pulled up, too, is not even just exclusivity. So let's say it does go multi-platform with Call of Duty. Um, I know there was a quote in here, and I can't remember by who. It was someone on the Xbox side. um, But they were asked about an internal email basically saying, if we get Call of Duty, we're going to make it um, either, what was it? First, better, best um, experience. Where either the game would come first to Xbox platforms, be better, or to to be the best. So the question is, what makes it better or best? And I mean, that's a slippery slope. Uh, they were questioned a little bit on it. I think were super they were
0: the four eighty p version on Sony console. resolution <laughs> came up. Say, yeah, like there and there are
1: some things that. I, and once again, this is not new. Um, to be I, fair, I think it was Destiny and Call of Duty have done this before, right? Where uh, maps were coming to one console first, well, Call, or, of, uh, Call of
0: Duty is straight up in previous versions left out game modes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they've get
1: yeah. left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Destiny did that forever, right? Because they had contracts with Sony yeah, to Night, get a Night, lot of premium content. Was it content. Night Moon
0: or Nighthawk? There was a
1: gun? Night uh, Hawk Moon, Hawk Moon, yeah. And yeah, it's been a while. Who's Nighthawk? Um, That's somebody, uh,
0: is that uh, Mortal Kombat? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't know. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, so point being is companies have done this forever. I think what got at least my eyebrows raising a little bit as they start questioning about well, could that mean like performance modes or optimization or resolution? Like that is potentially a little scary to think that you could get you know 4K resolution on the Xbox, we're only getting 1080 on the PlayStation uh, because now that's like a really limiting gameplay experience factor. Right, it's not just oh I don't have a skin, I don't have a map. You literally are playing an inferior game at the gameplay um, experience level. So. They didn't, you know, confirm that. They were really cagey and very vague about it, but those terms were thrown up. Frame rate, resolution, stuff like that. To have those grouped in as potential selling points to play it on a certain console, that's sketchy. So. that be
0: fair. I, I mean, Xbox, in my opinion, has the ultimate, though, trump card in terms of these type of things because, again, like, Game Pass is their ultimate, you know, ace in the hole. It's like... Sure, we'll let we'll let Sony have the next Call of Duty, let it be on their console, but if you come to our console for fifteen bucks a month, you know, ten bucks a month, you get access to the newest call of duty. I mean, I still think Game Pass is still allows
1: is that the only, the only thing, thing that makes saying? it better, right? Or is it, okay, you can have it on PlayStation or you can have it on Game Pass and also get 4K and you can't have that on... Play- I don't think they'll really go that route. I feel like that is not just anti-consumer. That's I feel it. like there's bigger issues there, but... That's the could. whole reason
0: FTC is here in the first place. Like, And
1: that is an argument I feel is very valid. I don't think that's something they would really do. I feel like there's other things they withhold, like content and stuff like that. Um, the other thing, um, I don't know if you saw this, but from internal emails, they talked about um, eventually potential tiers to Game Pass, kind of like what PlayStation is doing with their PS Plus right now. Yep. Right now, you just kind of have Game Pass, right? Or Game Pass Ultimate if you're on the PC. Um, but now they were talking about, okay, you have a Tier 1, which the Tier 1 going to include Call of Duty. That's like the premium. Tier 2 won't. Tier 3 will do this. And, of course, there's going to be price differences there. So... Um, you'll see a change with Game Pass one way or the other if this goes through from a pricing standpoint, which may or may not make it more appealing or less appealing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, t- To be honest, like, uh, uh, since you brought up the tier, you, just the idea of pricing um, on kind of funny games, um, uh, Paris Lily, I think he, he I remember I was listening to their podcast. He brought up an interesting point about him being so disappointed in the timing of, of or, well, I'll bring it up, but like. He brought up an aspect that I don't know if you've heard, but like apparently, Xbox Game Pass the pricing is going up. I think they said it was $1 a dollar two, or two. a month. Yeah. Um, and then the pricing of the overall console is going up in multiple countries by $50, essentially. Yeah, um, it's matching
1: what the PlayStation was doing pretty much.
0: And I just remember his argument was just like the timing of that is horrible because, like, you know, Xbox, most people are saying that. Xbox is on the verge of possibly a console seller for them coming up in September and and uh Starfield so it's like the timing of that is just kind of kind of icky, you know? It's like, oh, now a you little. raise prices now that you might have an actual good game on the horizon. I don't know.
1: Oh, well, to be fair though, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't think a big enough chunk of the market is going to scoff at a dollar or two. Like if there's a game you want to play, like if I'm looking at it okay, and I'm looking at Starfield sitting there on the shelf for $60 or I could get a Game Pass subscription for $18. Yeah, it's $2 more than it was, but I can get a Game Pass subscription for a month or two months, however long. And you get it still full. cheaper than buying the game outright, huh?
0: Oh, get get Redfall, right? Even
1: better. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, they should take away money for that. Um, (laughs) but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, I I think that's a true perspective. I don't think it will really end up having a big difference. Like, people who want to play Starfield are still going to see Game Pass as a good, appealing way to play it. Um, I did want to mention one more thing about Game Pass before I forget about it, because this was a place that the FTC kind of slipped up. I don't remember what day it was, but it was recent. Um, they were trying to basically talk about, you know, Game Pass and Call of Duty, like, and if they did go exclusive, um, how much Game Pass would basically have to increase to make up for it? And this, I'm not sure if this was a straight up slip up the way they said it, or if they presented this in a poor fashion. But they basically said if they went into uh, Call of Duty and made it exclusive on Xbox consoles, I think Xbox would have to increase their subscription for Game Pass by like two million users or something like. Um, wow. An do, extreme uh, amount.
2: Yeah.
1: And I can't remember if that was like yearly or whatnot, but it basically kind to of make up for the shot the SEC argument yeah. in the foot. right? Yeah. Because now it's basically like, well, why would you go exclusive when you have to have this, not insurmountable, but this really kind of um, high expectation on increasing Game Pass sales, which probably isn't going to happen. And you also had, uh, I think, Microsoft uh, financial executives saying that if this deal uh, goes through for it to even work at microsoft's favor it has to be profitable immediately they don't have time for it to like turn around over x amount of months and raise up subscriptions it has to basically like day one start making money so once again being exclusive off the get-go is not going to do that for
0: them hmm. xbox should just promise that Redfall's is coming to ps5 that solves mm-hmm. that solves all their issues uh but real quick i guess kind of branching off that i did mention starfields so i feel i figured this would be another interesting uh direction to go in um also kind of in some background emails um phil spencer almost or now almost he did confirm that uh um uh, blah, 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 oh basically previously back to bethesda previously to bethesda being purchased um back in 2029 or 2029 back in 2021 uh, Uh essentially xbox future (laughs) essentially they claim xbox essentially made the purchase of bethesda uh, to essentially remain competitive in the business in general because they felt Mm -hmm. as though um sony was essentially going to pay for exclusivity for starfield and this is touched and that's you know can be easily proven because you know they had just done that uh sony did with death loop and Go- death loop and ghost tokyo so it's like again it's 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 both companies kind of poking the bear you know and it's i don't know tit for tat i guess you could kind of say with both both of them yeah
1: i mean it's true like um I think it was just whoever kind of got there first, right? I think what's kind of flagging everybody is instead of Microsoft taking kind of that slow approach, like, oh, I'm just going to grab one game, one this, one that. They were just like grabbing the whole pie, right? Instead of taking a piece of it. And that's what's raising a lot of flags. That's because they have the money for it. Um, it goes back to um, that email. Did we already talk about it here? Or is that uh, prior to the conversation? Which one? where um, the one, uh, Microsoft exec, uh, basically said we could just buy Sony out of business.
0: Oh, that's, um, yeah, we talked about that already. The Matt booty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So point being, um, that is an example of it where they're just like throwing their money around and trying to outdo what Sony can do from an exclusive standpoint.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't ahead. know. I'm sorry. We're good.
1: No, there was, um, trying to find, um, oh, where is it at? I think I remember it. Uh, so I remember, um, we were talking about you know the Call of Duty exclusivity and everything kind of hinges on this. And you know Sony has been, or especially Jim Ryan, has been like globetrotting, trying to advocate for reasons why this should not be exclusive. How much is going to damage whatever and this and that. And what was it? That original email they found from, well, like a year or so ago. He we was sitting down with um, Phil Spencer. I think someone was it from Nintendo or something. Um, we basically had basically expressed that he never thought Call of Duty oh, was going to yeah, be exclusive. Oh, yeah, explosive. I have that on there. Mm. Yeah, so how does that settle for you? Basically, this whole argument he's made, he never believed in himself. Like, that basically just undercuts every single argument he's had this entire time.
0: It's incredibly disingenuous. And it's just like, again, it's another kind of corporate guy who's just looking out for numero uno. It's just um, making making it seem as though both companies are kind of playing possum. Like you got Jim Ryan on one hand saying, oh, if this happens, you know, kind of claim monopoly. Xbox is going to dominate us with, you know, them having Call of Duty. And then you have Phil Spencer on the other hand saying, oh, well, we're in third place. You know, what can we do? You know, we, 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 we're trying to stay profitable and, you know, I don't know, just stay in the business. And it's just, for for me, it's just kind of, I don't know what to believe. I, I don't even know if it's worthy. It's good to even believe anything coming out of this. It's just you take it on face value, what is in these emails, and I feel like that's just kind of how you have to look at these companies. You know, you have to stop, like, oh, look, sure. looking at the marketing kind of speak that kind of comes out of the these events and these, you know. The, like, even though i do not saying Phil Spencer's a bad guy or Jim Ryan's a bad guy, but...
1: They all, they all have shareholders to be concerned about. That is their primary focus. Um, I, I think what my point more is, I mean, not that any of them were ever truthful. Like, I think most of these, you know, PR-facing statements they make are all pretty disingenuous. They're all there to, you know, serve to appear to be consumer-friendly and, of course, support their stakeholders however they can. But I think what I'm getting at is it undercuts the FTC's primary argument. Because their whole point is PlayStation users are not going to have Call of Duty. Like, I feel like 90% of their argument always comes back to Call of Duty, and the fact that Jim Ryan just undercut the entire thing, I mean, how much do you think that really undercuts or kind of destroys the FTC's argument? Like, is there, like, I mean, if I heard that, and I was sitting in the um on the panel or whatnot, and I basically heard that, yeah, the guy basically said he doesn't care, doesn't think it's going to exclusive, I would then be done listening mm. to any further arguments, because None of it matters anymore, right? The guy never thought it was be truthful in the first place. You got Microsoft offering these guys a deal. That's the route it should go. But I'm just curious if you guys have any, you know, suggestions or kind of perspective on that.
0: Um no, I mean I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I I don't know how to how to counteract that because I I, I agree with you. So
1: it's just ridiculous. I mean this whole thing is ridiculous, but that one reveal, I think just, I don't know, took the wind out of this whole argument so much like, cause now they're still fighting with that statement on the record coming through being like, yeah, no matter what you're concerned about with exclusivity, they know that's not going to be the case anyway. So what are you even arguing about? I mean, I know we even brought up some of the stuff about, you know, the better, best frame rate withholding, et cetera. And those are concerns, but still, I think a lot of the wind got taken out of the sails here.
0: And to be honest, kind of a, uh branching off of what you're saying is like you can even see this uh what's this judge's name um oh shoot i gotta figure out his name i guess i don't have to i think his name was like core her name her name what's her name uh
1: it's someone with a c i can't recall uh, on...
0: it's like cordry or core
1: yeah something like that I don't know, either way I'll, I'll get like, to in a second. like
0: i'll just kind of branching off what you're saying is like you can tell like in all of the write-ups i've seen of Any, like, questioning, anytime she's talking to someone from the, especially the FTC side, um, she's very kind of, like, maybe, maybe it's because she's, she knows nothing about the gaming industry and probably doesn't care about these two mega companies, you know, getting a leg up on one another. But, like, every time she, they kind of talk to her, she's just, like, yeah, what's the problem? This guy over here does that, too. You know what I mean? She does a lot of that, like, like. Why are you guys, why are you complaining? They're over here doing the exact same thing. You're doing the Mm -hmm. exact same thing. And it's just like, it's like...
1: She asked a question, I think today, or made a statement was basically like, you know, if uh, Microsoft and Xbox had gone ahead and just signed a deal for Call of Duty, if they had just, you know, went behind some closed doors, signed a contract, and they were both happy, would the FTC still be pursuing this? Like, if they didn't have Sony kind of rallying behind them trying to fight uh, this whole war with them would we even be here right now if both Microsoft and Sony were happy with this deal, just kind of going to carry on the whole route. And the fact is, I don't think we would be. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't know, but it doesn't seem that.
0: And if, and if it wasn't, and again, it all revolves around just, I guess it's just the size of call of duty is the only reason this is what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. like if, like if this was them fighting over no offense, if this was them fighting over Sega and, you know, would Sony freak out because they wouldn't lose access to Yakuza? It's like, like come on, you're only doing this because Call of Duty. It, it is a big game. It's a big game. Yeah. So and
1: this is kind of getting a little, um, I don't know, analytical or kind of thinking ahead a little bit here. But so let's say that Microsoft wins this whole thing. I mean, going into this whole deal, like they were trying to put their—I won't say the best foot forward—but they were trying to be amicable with Sony, right? They're like, "We will sign a contract. We will do this. We will do that," right? But if they go through and they win this whole argument, they have no reason to be nearly as amicable with Sony anymore because they will basically win this whole deal—at least, uh, not not completely—but one of the barriers is now gone, right? So if they own Call of Duty. I think PlayStation's almost shot themselves in the foot, whereas they did have a chance there, I think, to work out a good deal in their favor prior to this whole um, trial. After the trial, any deal they're going to get is not going to be nearly as good. Like, they'll probably still get Call of Duty on their platform. Once again, we've seen that Microsoft needs to have that happen, too, from an economical standpoint. But I think they probably will be in more of a position to withhold things from Sony. Because... Sony got to miss the boat there, right? That mm-hmm. opportunity to have a good deal is kind of gone. So, I mean, do you think that Microsoft would be bigger jerks about it after the fact? Or do you think they'll still try to have, have a really amicable deal after this whole trial's over? Assuming they win. I
0: think it's, I mean, in my opinion, I would think they would definitely be more amicable, I th- I think. But again, I after think the trial, I, after the I don't trial, after the trial, but it, I think I, think I still so. think it's on a, uh, a, a, an, a property by property basis it's like i still think stuff that's like super big pvp stuff i i still think is gonna stay on sony consoles now um i, I think oh, it will
1: stay but the deal's just not gonna be as good like before no, this was, no. when you know everything's a little more up in the air and i can't remember the exact time frame but i feel like xbox is gonna do i want to say a 10-year deal because that's what they're proposing with nintendo right can yeah
0: can xbox if, if they if like if Saying hypothetically they they win at my Activision Blizzard, any deal that has to do with Call of Duty going to Sony, can Xbox is in control of the like revenue share, right? Like, is that I enough? mean,
1: there's there would be a split there, and that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like, prior to this trial, they may have been more willing to Sony get a bigger cut. I mean, there's policies too and procedures where the publishers kind of. Um, they say they or propose they have to have a certain amount, but arguably Xbox could have been a more favorable split prior to this trial. Now it's going to flip over. Microsoft is the one basically holding all the goods. They don't have to be as amicable, right? They could get, now offer Sony probably a smaller share, maybe less time. Uh, instead of a 10-year contract, it's now a five-year contract. Well, that- year con- and if Sony doesn't accept it, they're just... Out Call of Duty. And it's now on Sony because they didn't accept the deal. It's not that Microsoft didn't want to put it on there. Sony just didn't accept whatever contract Microsoft proposed. So I don't know. I feel like Sony's just really shot themselves potentially in the foot if this does not go in their favor.
0: I mean, I could be shooting this out of my, you know what, but like, isn't typically the revenue share for, cons- for? Um, I feel like that, I don't know where I got this number from. I feel like I heard it's somewhere between 20 to 30%. Of the yeah, actually, created. that came
1: up. I just saw it. Um, Maybe I heard it, it read Twenty. It. Here's the thing. It, it's different for publishers. Uh, like, tell it, it, me what platform you're on, the publisher takes a certain split and the developers get another split. And I know, and something I just read, it was 80-20. I just went by it. But some are 30-70. Some are more extensive than that. So
0: they take a pretty large cut so if they're the Xbox one publishing. could be like, all right, well, Call of Duty can have it, but you're only getting 15. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. And I know there's
1: more behind the scenes that I'm probably not privy to that would dictate, you know, what that amount's going to be. Microsoft still has to make money off this, so they're probably not going to try to, you know, hinder their sales expectations here, but... At the same time, they're also not in the same uh, position where they need to offer more to Sony. Sony's lost that opportunity by being so uh, confrontational here, or uh, maybe not confrontational is the way to say it, but maybe a little bit. I don't know, not working out a deal that is reasonable and amicable when they offered, I think, good deals to begin with.
0: And it's actually funny since we brought up the idea of revenue share i actually did have one more thing i wanted to touch on is um just a little branch off is apparently years ago maybe i don't i don't have the year but like apparently before the acquisition uh bobby kodak kodak however he threatened to take call of duty off Mm -hmm. of xbox over greater revenue share um with xbox at one point and apparently it worked xbox gave them a better revenue or share and, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that's another thing that Xbox is just like, why don't we just buy you <laughs> Since, yeah. if you're want to be such an a-hole about things, you know, I don't know. It's just exactly. one of those And
1: now that could turn around and be the exact kind of position that Sony's in. I mean, once again, they want the game on PlayStation because if they don't, they lose out of money. I think that's come through pretty clear unless they're really hiding something they, you know, financially want to have that game on the console. But there's also nothing saying that they need to give Sony as nearly as good of a deal so yeah i think the revenue split's gonna be very interesting as this whole thing plays out
0: mm-hmm. um and i guess kind of one more thing i want to throw in another one is uh um i guess as it turns out phil spencer confirmed or uh, it's been kind of confirmed by him that uh did i mention starfield skipping xbox did we bring that up i don't think we did
1: well i think you mentioned uh, potentially potentially yeah, being exclusive to playstation that was a concern that oh, they didn't okay. buy yeah
0: okay so i did bring that up um uh, I don't know, to? do you have any other point you want to throw up? I think I got most of my major ones.
1: I'm scrolling through now. Um, One I did find interesting, I mean, I'm not super surprised by this, but, I mean, I don't know, Sony, Microsoft's been arguing they've been in third place since, like, 2001. Basically, since the Xbox came out, they've always been in third place. I could have sworn in 360 days they got a lot closer. I know it ended up with PlayStation selling more, but, man, I feel like in that 360 generation, they had a pretty big lead in some ways um maybe that was just per- uh, perception on my end i know it's when i really got into the xbox was during the 360 days but mm-hmm. i do find that interesting to see that they were still so far behind even then um especially when you consider like the wii u time frame but i guess the wii u came out at the same time as the xbox one and xbox one was also abysmal so
0: and isn't even in this generation isn't i think ps5 is still like three to one compared to xbox oh yeah it's like right still now not even sure. close. yeah even though Xbox, I think is, well, I don't, I don't see how you couldn't do better than the Xbox One generation, but they're they're doing better, but it's not that much better.
1: Yep. I'm just scrolling through right now to see if there's any big stuff we missed. I want to get to the remarks that were said today, um, because today was kind of closing arguments and everything. But you know, I'm just skimming through really quick. If you have another point, by all means, bring it up.
0: Um, I kind of. I think I had all the points I really wanted to touch on. Uh, Let me see.
1: Oh, um, I haven't gotten here yet, but did you see like while all this is going on, there were other um, regulating bodies that had some stuff coming in from like Canada and the CMA had some new stuff. Did you catch all that? Mm -mm, No. So Microsoft, in one of their statements on one of these days, basically said that, yeah, every other regulation body pretty much in the entire world is cool with this. Um, I don't remember if they excluded the CMA or not, but they're like everybody else. And like the very next day or day of, Canada comes in and is like, we don't like this. And Xbox <laughs> basically just said, shut up. Um, they put out a response basically saying that um, the Canadian regulation body had missed the time frame to actually submit anything official. So they literally just were like, stop talking, Canada. Um which I thought was just really funny. I mean, it's it's interesting because clearly there are other regu- um, regulatory bodies that are not okay with this. So they're being a little hyperbolic to say that every country is cool with this. But I just find it funny because, you know, it's Canada. So, um, And then you Canada. have the thing where the CMA put out um, an injunction because we all know that they pushed back um, over there against this deal about, what, two months ago? CMA was kind of against this over in the... and. Um, The UK? Yeah. Um but I guess Microsoft appealed and the CMA was trying to reverse that appeal or put it off, and the appeal got denied. Or not the I'm sorry, the appeal didn't get denied, but the CMA's request to push off the appeal got denied. Because basically they wanted to push it off to October, which would have screwed over this whole deal, right? The whole point is they have to have this deal done in July. And then the uh whatever body as the appeal kind of commission over there was like, No, we're not doing that. That doesn't seem fair to Xbox. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of funny. So they, you know, didn't push forward with that. So it's still kind of going in Xbox's favor on these external regulating bodies. I just, I found those funny, especially the Canada one.
0: Hmm. Um, I guess one thing I did want to bring up is, um, uh, shoot. Oh, I lost my trail of thought. Great. Um, it was something had to do with Matt Booty. He, uh, dang it. Really? I had, Something I wanted to bring up. Sorry, go ahead. Dang it. What, what was it? It was, um... Oh, Matt Booty was talking about... Oh, man, this is something I, like, totally didn't have in my notes, but I remembered it. Um Oh, well. I'm going to drop it. I'm sure it'll come t- come back to me in the next few.
1: Fair enough. I'm almost about to the beginning of this list. There's just been so much here. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, small, detailed stuff, but... Um, I don't know. There's just been some interesting things. The whole redaction issue I thought was really funny. Just how like uh, important uh, company secrets and details all got leaked because one of the uh, Sony workers used a sharpie to redact information instead <laughs> of going through proper software to do it. I thought that was just funny.
0: Um, I don't know. So yeah, shoot, I I totally ruined. Like I had like a really Really cool thing to say. <laughs> sure you did not oh, oh, that at well. all. <laughs> I don't know. As, as a whole, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is going to happen or no? Yay or nay? I I hate to say it. I think they're going to rule in favor of Xbox. I just... I don't see any... Why like, do you
1: hate to say
2: it?
0: Oh, cause I, I hate to make just it... Seem, say it, man. I hate to make it seem as though I, like, have a side. Because I... I um, but, like, I, I just don't think... I just don't think the FTC put forth, like, a very good argument. I don't think they put forth a strong case for why... why Like, like I think most people know what this is going to do for Xbox. It'll be big. This'll be huge. Like, there's no doubt it'll shift the way some things are. But I just don't think the FCC, in a very thoughtful way, was able to represent that to the judge or to the courts. It's like, I feel like they did a pretty piss-poor job. Maybe it's because... It's hard to explain that to people who have no understanding of the of the business. Like like the judge and you know whoever is overseeing it knows a lot about you know a law. Well, I think the like...
1: judge has been seeing through a lot of their BS. Um, I mean the, the FTC's case, and I mentioned this already, has not had a whole lot to really stand on. And it's not just the fact that there isn't an issue here. Like yes, there are potential concerns with Microsoft owning everything right they could become super scummy and do some really crappy stuff with how they handle exclusivity or you know party exclusives whatever it may be like that's all true but the way they've been framing it i think has not come across well that it's only hinged on call of duty that it's so much been based upon just the sony consumer and not consumers as a whole like it's been really easy i think for xbox to poke holes in those arguments with some pretty i think um uh, impactful statements like, um, what was it? Uh, Spencer came on and said under oath, we will uh, provide a contract so Call of Duty can stay on PlayStation. So that argument is now gone. He had
0: that um, behind his back though. That, that, maybe. That, that overrides <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, nobody, nobody's ever lied under oath. So he was signing it. Couldn't...
1: He was like... But point being is like, just about every one of those arguments, I feel like Microsoft, to the best of their ability, has given a fairly good counter-argument to why that's not as big of an issue. And I think a lot of the judges just kind of um, statements on the candor of how they've kind of um, framed some of their questions after the closing arguments has really kind of shown that. Basically saying that, uh, that one thing I was saying, you know, if Xbox and Sony had made a deal prior to this, would we even be here? It's all about just this one game, and clearly that's not the only reason that these companies are successful. Like, she's made statements that are very clear that the FTC argument I don't think is 100% 100% sold in her eyes. Not that Xbox has come across, you know, 100% favorable here. They've shot themselves in the foot a few times. Um, and there was, oh, there was one statement I'm trying to find that the uh, judge gave that the oh, Xbox lawyer did not agree with. Where was it? Oh, man. It's so hard to shift through all this. I <laughs> don't see it. Anyway, okay. point being, I think, I think this will go in Xbox's favor. I don't think the FTC has made a big enough case. Um, and I don't think the CMA case over in uh, the UK is going to go much better. And I think it's almost worse because their case is only hinging on cloud, like cloud technology. So I think that's going to fall through even quicker than this will. Um, but I don't know. The fact that there's not like even a unifying, um, issue between the different regulatory bodies, I think is kind of telling here. They're picking certain battles. Um, yeah, i don't think it's working on the ftc's favor but i guess we'll see because i know um what the potential time frame is after fourth of july when they come back for the holiday judge will probably have a verdict on this whole
0: thing i mean that's from what i understand a lot of people are expecting yeah probably wednesday if not you know a day or two later than that but i mean it, like you're saying it seems as though everyone's rushing this thing like i didn't even realize they were already at like deliberation the next thing i know I'm seeing articles of, like, day one, day two, day three. I'm like,
1: oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I found this one um, comment by the judge. So, um, in the closing arguments and questioning afterwards, uh, Judge Corley said, we wouldn't even be here if Microsoft made Call of Duty. Uh, It's the purchasing right. We don't benefit from just buying up each other. We benefit from keeping things separate and therefore incentivizing people to create themselves. So her perspective is that she doesn't like the idea of one company buying up everything else. So I think that is one kind of a perspective she's taking on this that isn't favorable towards Xbox. Microsoft did have a follow-up there kind of rebuttal saying that that's not true. Uh, we want smaller groups to create content. And the fact that someone purchased um, just means they're not small anymore. So whether that be Activision or whatnot, they're still then using those bodies to create new experiences and whatnot. So, a little, you know, beating around the bush there. Um, but, I mean, that's, I think, the bigger argument here about any company buying up too much, right? They want these other independents to be more creative and have a reason to create more um, interesting experiences than just buying up what the competition is. So,
0: And I did remember, I just remembered what I was going to mention. Now, um, I, I guess this is more tan- tangentially. Is that a word? Tangentially? Tangentially? To the
1: side. No.
0: Yeah. Um But essentially, another email that I think kind of came up was that matt booty uh was speaking with emailing with somebody and they were just kind of talking about um just the just the status of just AAA game making currently and they were just talking about how like i guess they were just going on and on about how difficult it is now where he was just talking about how like you know at minimum nowadays you're looking at five years in terms it's of
1: difficult of, but it's bloated i think is part of it. Well that's um, why a
0: lot of people that's what you're exactly the the direction that the conversation that i saw people going in is that people are saying that like do just because something's triple a does it need to be quite so bloated like you can't make an experience that like can be a great like what happened to the years the the times of like a 5 to 10 hour game being like yeah incredible or like a you know like a linear experience that Feels great, you know what I mean?
1: And that is the problem with so many large publishers putting out these games because they want every product they put out Zelda? to be a big money maker. Huh?
0: I said Zelda. That game went on. Well, that's okay.
1: That's I'm not talking about length. Like that's a different <clears throat> argument. No, here. I feel, I feel guess like what Zelda I'm was at... bloated
0: with with side stuff. Okay,
1: that's not what I mean by bloated though. I don't mean the game itself is bloated. I mean the oh, process oh, of I developing see, see a game saying. is okay. bloated. Um and I guess what I was getting at... Um, you guys are much more familiar.
0: knowledgeable, not the business end, but you guys know about game making to an extent, so oh, I don't yes really know. I no, there's plenty of
1: stuff I'm not overly privy to, but point being is there's a lot of pressure on a game to make a lot of money, and it puts companies in a stance where they don't want to take as big of a risk on something, right? If they look at a game, and it could be you know, a, a fine, small game that might do reasonably well, But if there's no guarantee of that, why would they take the risk on investing in it? So they want to make these big, high-budget games that have a good chance of being successful, making a lot of money. And that's where the bloat comes from, right? These big budgets, these big marketing dollars. Like, all this money gets put behind it. It bloats the whole process. There's larger expectations on the game, larger stresses, more... um, What's a good way to say? it's more ambition they're trying to reach, which they can never reach, which leads to crunch. Like, that's where I think a lot of this starts bloating up the process, right? And that's why games now take so much longer. They have to be these big, amazing games that are going to sell gajillion dollars, right? So, I don't know. I think that is an issue with having these larger corporations owning everything. They all see dollars. They all want as many dollars as possible. Potentially smaller companies don't have that same level of expectation.
0: And how that kind of, I just remembered, how that kind of ties back into the main ideal is that um, at one point, uh, the let's see. Um, I'm at the exact section. Um, Judge Corley had asked the FTC about Bethesda games that were comparably important to Call of Duty, leading the FTC to cite Elder Scrolls as a potential equivalent. Uh, Microsoft's head lawyer Beth Wilkinson then corrected a mistake with her own mistake, which is where she
1: uh, clar- 16. Yeah, <laughs> this is where she
0: clarified that the game that's most similar to Call of Duty is something like Elder Scrolls. Um, There are two Elder Scrolls games, one online, uh, one single player, uh, talked about how Elder Scrolls 16 is projected to release in 2026 as a single player game. and It's not anywhere similar to Call of Duty, which, you know, is multiplayer and multi-platform. But yeah, like, I guess just kind of how that ties in is that, like, they're talking about something like Elder Scrolls, which they're talking about comes out in 2026, and it's like, no it's like that. the game's not going to be out by 2026 like that game is in i think in another email that came out as like it's still in like pre-production and that's being yeah. worked on by the starfield people which starfield's not even out yet so that game is at least five six seven years out well, uh, yeah it's like yeah. why even bring a game like that into the conversation that game in term in my opinion in terms of how it operates is nothing like Call of Duty, and I don't know. I just don't
1: know. I, yeah, no, right. I get same. what you're saying. Um, there is one more uh, fun little dig that the judge made to Sony. I want to bring up. Um, they were talking, I think, a little bit about like Game Pass versus PlayStation Plus, and because uh, you know the whole thing is, oh, a, Play- a Game Pass is going to get Call of Duty, and it's going to be this huge juggernaut of a service, and it's just going to ruin PlayStation Plus. And the judge was just like, "Well, make your PlayStation Plus service better." They're basically like put that <laughs> Thor game on it, and that Thor game she's talking about is God of God War, of War. <laughs> which I thought was funny. But that's a fair point. I mean, I know Sony's taking a different approach to their um, uh, Game Pass-like service, but yeah, make it more appealing. Like I, I don't think the PlayStation Plus service is terrible right now. I don't think it's as good as Game Pass. Granted, Game Pass also isn't as good as it was, but yeah, Sony could be more competitive if they were just like, all right. Our first parties will also come back out on PlayStation Plus day one or within a month or however they want to, you know, kind of set that up. So they have other ways to be more competitive than just, oh, you have Call of Duty. We're dead in the water, right? They have other things they could do. So um,
0: to be fair, and you know, or, sorry, part of it
1: is no, I was going to say no. part of it is everybody's putting Call of Duty up on this pedestal. Like there's nothing that can compete with it. That's true. But I don't feel like a lot of people are really trying. Like what other game has come out that's really tried to be? I don't want to say a Call of Duty killer, but something that could ease certainly not that Battlefield. A little bit. Certainly not Battlefield. But right. to be fair, what if PlayStation turned around, tried to get some exclusive rights to Battlefield, and Battlefield became good again? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know, there was a time when Battlefield not didn't have the same market share as Call of Duty, just because it's a it's a different type of game. Not at everybody's going to play. Was a way better casually. game. I think it was, too, but it was also a more involved game. Like, a Battlefield match would take 20, 30 minutes, whereas Call of Duty was, like, five minutes. So, I think Call of Duty always has a mass appeal that Battlefield didn't. But, point being is, why doesn't PlayStation either invest in something similar or create something? Now, there will be some time there. They have to work on it, but you've got Bungie under their belt. You've got Bungie now. They're about to put out Marathon. Marathon could be... Something like this. I don't know. I'm just have saying. How you
0: make the next Killzone game? I mean, they have their own shooter franchise they used to work with Killzone, but they just haven't they haven't made one in forever. It feels like. Well,
1: this even goes back to what the judge was saying. It's like, well, people should just create things. That should be incentivizing to create. Well, if Microsoft buys Call of Duty, that's going to sure us a lot of fire under Sony's butt to create something or buy something. I guess. But point being is, Call of Duty is not the end all be all. Like. Nintendo has done perfectly fine over the past decade without Call of Duty, so to let your entire argument hinge on that, I think is what, if anything, is going to put this whole argument down for the FTC. To
0: be fair, though, I think again reverting back to the top, my point of things being cyclical and everything going in a cycle circle, all that's going to happen is if Xbox, you know, uh, knock or ties down Call of Duty. Sony's just going to continue. I, I guess in a way, I'm I'm about to say, it. I I don't I don't know if I agree, but I understand kind of what Sony's been doing in terms of locking up certain games for momentary exclusivity as much as they can, because it's the only way they can compete with an entity like Microsoft. Like, you know. Well, it, yes and no. I mean, wh- I mean, I mean, I guess you're that, saying they can if they focus on the devs and the publishers and making quality titles. Yeah, I think like, that's
1: the thing. Like, Microsoft,
0: it, 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 that all hinges on both companies agreeing with each other on, all right, we're not going to buy anybody. We're just going to make good games, you know? it's like.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. So when I think about PlayStation, not that PlayStation doesn't have other reasons to own a PlayStation. I see Metal over there just <laughs> hasn't said anything in a while. Um, but the point being is one of the, of the main Final reasons Fantasy. you buy a PlayStation has been because of the first-party PlayStation games, right? You bought it for Spider-Man. You bought it for God of War. You bought it for The Last of Us. They clearly do make in-house creative experiences that is not on any other platform, and I don't feel like that's going to stop. Right? They are going to continually make, and maybe it'll be in this, these same franchises, but Sony's come up with new IPs over the past three, four, five years. have done really, really well for them. They could bring back Uncharted. They've got, to well, be you've fair, got the- your teeth over there, but it's true. Like, Microsoft, even with all these acquisitions... When I think about big IPs that will go one-on-one with some of the big stuff that Sony has and the potentially can create, I don't think Sony's going to have a big, like, losing battle here. It'll make things more competitive. To I don't fair, think they're though, all of a sudden going to fall to last place.
0: Sony can only do that, like, once or twice a year. Like Okay. Like a... What has
1: Xbox done Oh, in the past five, n- six, seven n- years? Nothing. That's yeah. what they've done. Okay. Even if they have Activision,
0: how That's... much
1: are they going to put? They do a Call of Duty a year. Okay, that's, so that's a that's a big money maker. That's but, true.
0: Like even if they get Activision Blizzard, it's like, what are you gonna are you gonna get Redfall two or uh, what else are you going get? Yeah, it's, I agree well, with you. Well, I'm getting like,
1: that. Activision is really kind of at least over the past few years they've funneled into only producing a couple of big games a year. Like they have some other smaller things, but think about big Activision games that are out there now. I can't think of many. I mean, you got Call of Duty. Overwatch um, 2,
0: people have forgotten about already. Yeah, there's,
1: that's Blizzard. Blizzard, people aren't even bringing to this conversation much. Probably because Sony doesn't really have anything that even competes with anything on the Blizzard side of things. Like, there's no Diablo equivalent out there on the PlayStation right now. There's no. Oh, well, Overwatch is Overwatch, but it's not even doing well right now. So, point being, is I don't feel like there, there is enough sitting there in the Activision Blizzard catalog. They're just going to immediately demolish a yeah. PlayStation. I mean, yeah, not saying there aren't you know, old IP now they can pull from like Hexens in there. Like, there's some cool stuff Microsoft could do with the Activision properties. I mean, I'm hoping for a revitalized Tony Hawk. Isn't uh, Phil uh Pro Spencer skater wearing HD. a
0: Hexen shirt, didn't he wear it yeah. in the uh, showcase?
1: Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's all kind of theoretical and speculative at this point, but Sony has just as much stuff they could pull from or create. They've got amazing talent over there. I don't think this is going to hurt them to the point where they go out of business. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they've got enough over on their side of things that they're going to keep on going just fine for quite a while. A lot of the value here, and we mentioned this for Xbox getting this purchase. Yeah. Call of Duty is part of it. A lot of it is King and the mobile um, space. A lot of it is Blizzard and World of Warcraft MMO side of things like That's where a lot of, I think, their long-term profitability is probably going to come from. Yeah, they're going to make a lot of buku bucks off Call of Duty in the meantime, but the Call of Duty might even fade off in five, ten years. If Sony does a good job and finds some kind of competitor, maybe. Um, I I don't know. Once again, speculation, but I don't uh, see this being something that kills the market.
0: Do you think both companies are spending too much time on this? On all this, just this whole saga? Because it's just like, like there are things that both sides should be focused on like i know a lot of people have been complaining immensely about psvr 2 a lot of people are like Mm -hmm. where are the playstation vr games like i I don't know I, i don't know if you've seen but like the last few sony state of play events i've seen that have had um you know multiple psvr games that have like shown they look exactly the same and they look boring and they're just like normal shooters and i know the horizon game People weren't so psyched on it. Apparently, people were calling it a climbing simulator, and it's just like, and Xbox, you know, they they need to focus on their games. Obviously, with you know Redfall, uh, Halo. No one knows where the heck Halo is anymore. Where is Gears of War? You know, like both sides sh- should be focused on what they have going on. Instead, you got Phil Spencer in a suit walking around with a with his lunch and a court
2: case. I don't know. <laughs>
1: metal why don't you go ahead i feel like i have over talked so i
2: think i i've heard enough <laughs> i'm already fatigued by this whole entire thing <laughs> it's just crazy metal the just, whole thing is metal insane. just brought his popcorn In my opinion. I, he just wanted to see I, the two I, duke it out i'm just i'm just gonna sip my water <laughs> or vodka I, mean, <laughs> I,
1: I guess i will continue to over talk then <laughs> like who's to say though that fighting this battle is directly taking away from those things. Like sure. There are resources going towards it, but that doesn't mean they're not working on these other things. Um, it's hard. I feel like it was a guy could be wrong very much. When we see the verdict, I feel like this has been a losing battle or a very uphill battle for most of these other entities for Sony, for the FTC. If it, and if it does end up going in Microsoft's favor, yeah, it feels like a lot of wasted time, a wasted effort. Um, but I don't know if, okay, if they would have set in the sidelines and done nothing, if all of a sudden we would have had, yes, some amazing VR2 games for it. Like Sony just has, and this is getting off to a whole nother topic, but the way they handle alternative hardware and peripheral devices and whatnot is crappy. And it always has been. Oh, You're going yeah. back to like the Vita days, the PSP, like they don't support those devices. Well, the PSVR2, that was not set up well. To begin with, the price was a
0: lot.
2: I'm not gonna lie, that's typical Sony, though. Like, just Uh, like that would have failed. All the devices devices never get lots of support. I feel
0: like I totally forgot. I feel like the price of the Project Q got released with all of this.
1: Oh, I missed all that. Uh, I forgot about that. The PSU. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft
0: is in the courts against U.S. FTC. Activision a Call of Duty. In a screenshot, he highlighted the shocking price reveal. Sony is also anticipated to release a handheld version of the PS5 later this year for under three hundred.
1: And that's what their local play device would be, the Cube.
0: Why, why, that's such a weird thing, way to say it. For weird. less than three hundred. So does that mean three hundred? or
1: they probably don't have it finalized yeah it could be 299, 299 or they might be you know waiting to see where the market shifts and they drop it depending but still point being is sony just they probably wouldn't have done well with the psvr2 regardless if this whole thing happened but oh you know, that could be another I conversation just remember hearing for that and i was like podcast.
0: that thing cannot be 300 that's that's gonna be a colossal uh i don't want to say failure but i think People are going to be disappointed with that. Isn't it like a... It's not It's not it's an, just a L, local it's not an LCD device. screen either. It's just like a...
1: Well, it's LCD. It's, I don't know if it's going to
2: be OLED.
0: or OLED is what I'm thinking. It's not OLED. Yeah.
2: Hmm. It's like every other handheld device they made. It just kind of comes and goes like the wind. That's,
1: yeah. Well, Metal, I don't think you really gave your opinion yet. Do you think... Microsoft is gonna pull this out or you think they're gonna get shafted by the FTC and Sony?
2: I don't know, man. After seeing like all the runaround that FTC don't they don't even know what they're talking about at this point. Um You could have finished kinda,
0: Zelda this whole time we were talking.
2: I mean they're they're just throwing everything and everything at this at this mm-hmm. whole thing. It's just it's just really messy. It's really messy. Um I think uh if, if Microsoft does pull this off then, you know. Hey, let's let's see some good, better PlayStation games, in my opinion. Do either of is. you have any concerns?
1: Like, truly, if Microsoft does yeah. win this—not if they'll win—but uh, assuming day. they do, what do we ultimately feel that one day this is going to end up being the apocalypse? Like, this will turn around in five years, and all of a sudden we'll, we'll have Phil Spencer as our overlord, and our PS4s will be on fire. I don't. Know.
0: I don't think so. I, I... I don't think so. I think my one um, thing I would be interested in is if if this acquisition does hypothetically go through, I would be curious what exactly happens with Activision. I mean, I still think they're going through multiple lawsuits. I still think they're still routinely criticized. So it's like, is Kotick still going to be kept on board? Who's going to be put on a ship and sent out to sea? You know, it's like, I'd be very... Like I would yeah. speak very curious, what exactly just happens? Like, yeah. I mean, the easiest thing for Microsoft would be just to let leave things be. If they want it, like a, a immediate, what is it? Return on investment, ROI. You know, you want to try and make up that seventy billion. The last thing you want to do is start kicking people out. So, I, I, yeah, we
1: bring up a good point. Like one of the reasons people were somewhat favorable of Microsoft taking over was to see Codic get the boot, right? What? What? And...
0: Because you want your money back as quickly as possible well
1: that's what most people have wanted looking from the outside in because you know j- as su- or just before all this happens when you had the whole activision debacle right with all the harassment and stuff going on there so most people want kodak out but would microsoft kick him out i don't think and, so
0: i don't think it would be immediate because you i mean once you start moving people around at the top i mean you've got to institute people and you know it takes time to do stuff unless you know.
1: kodak's wanting a golden parachute Like, he could, there could be something else in this clause where when they sign that deal and it goes through, he gets some major payday and he just goes away. Like, I don't know, I'm not saying that would happen, but...
0: He hops in a a Zelda air balloon, floats away.
1: Like, I mean, I'll tell you if I was in his boat, and I'm not, I can't even fathom that, but the guy already has, you know, pools of money, like... You know he's going to get more whenever he gets, you know, bought out or whatever it is. Why wouldn't you just want out of that position, right? You have all this crap over your head, all this legal nonsense of harassment. I'd want to be out of the spotlight.
0: (laughs) I think people, some people like that are like, I think what I get from him is serious case of like workaholic, you know, workaholism where it's like they're just addicted to. Is it the work, though? Or is it the
1: money? Like, Alan, at that Probably level, both.
0: Probably both.
1: I don't think it's about the work. It's about acquiring more, which, of course, you work to get that to a certain yeah, extent. Exactly. I, I can't really speak to his work ethic necessarily, but I don't know. You got to imagine this guy has more money than any one person will ever need. Why would you want more? Just get out of there. But I don't know. That's capitalism, though, isn't it?
0: So. Some people like being on the tip of people's tongues, you know? That's another thing. Is like you're, you're <laughs> you know... You're like people like that. I don't know.
1: No, it's fair. I'm just you know at this point. Maybe that's what's wrong God, with delirious. my uh, coffee.
0: Maybe so. that's what's wrong with my channel. I need to start start doing things to get people talking. You need to be about... on
1: the tip of people's tongues. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, <laughs> what
0: can I do to uh, um. spice and things up here? Uh,
1: so I guess the other <laughs> question um, that's if Microsoft does win. If they lose, do we think they go back to the table or do they try to negotiate? Because I don't know if we talked, I know we talked about prior to the podcast starting, but um, if this does not go through and this gets pushed back, the whole point of this is not to shutter the deal. That's not the outcome of this trial. It's to push off the decision so the FTC can further investigate, is the whole point. But if they push it off and it goes past the Mid July date of the closing, whatever it is that fall, I was like July 18th, but I could be wrong. Does somebody then, owe two or three um,
0: billion if they lose? They might pay Microsoft I think pay. like
1: three billion to Activision, and then they have to renegotiate the whole thing, which they could do, but do they bother at that point? And if point they win, with, do
0: their fees get covered for this whole case? Or
1: if they win and there's nothing else pushing back against the deal closing, which I think that would be the case, if this does not get pushed back, who would cover their fees? They case can close fees? the deal.
0: The court fees. No. I, I thought that was a speculation. Uh, that's a, is who would that I
1: don't it. know. I can't imagine that's the primary issue, though. Like, I'm sure that's not a cheap thing, but I'm sure Microsoft will pay the court fees if that's what it needs to be. Or it might be, I don't know if the FTC has to pay. I really have no idea there. I'm speaking out of my butt. You <laughs> can try to guess there. Um, the bigger thing is if they lose, that's $3 billion in the hole and a renegotiation do you think they'll even bother? Are they just going to scrap the whole thing, move on? Can they move on? Like, what else do they do now?
0: Um, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's, <laughs> right. a, waste. it's a lot, but they're they about to drop do $70 billion, So
1: billion. Yeah, right. it. It's no one wants to lose $3 billion, but they could about... lose $3 billion and keep on going.
0: I've kind yeah. of shifted they'll, my...
2: They'll be, they'll be fine. I've kind of shifted I don't my think thoughts. They're gonna go back, though. I
0: think they're going to go back and renegotiate, even if they lose. You think so? Maybe. Yeah. Mm. I just think that like this is such a this would be such an L for for them. Like I I know they've been taken a lot with the, how things have been operating, but like or no, I don't know. Maybe maybe they would just want to move on. I have no idea. Maybe they would turn their attention to Square Enix or i don't know some other company what about sega i i i mean you do have all those funds opened up i don't i'm just trying to think of like mm. uh, i'm I'm saying in my head that uh, is call of duty really worth it but i do think the answer is probably yes right it kind of has to be i mean
2: it's a cash cow it's a cash cow name.
0: and then something like uh the mobile company what was it a uh, King. King, King, like with Candy Crush, it's just, I mean, those two IPs alone, you probably make up, up a percentage of that 70 billion pretty quickly, I would think.
1: What do you think, Metal? They keep going or they scrap? I mean,
2: they're probably going to keep going and just renegotiate. I mean, to them, that's like a, a thing they must have. Like they see it already and it seems like it's like a golden golden apple for them for quite some time. Golden apple. they've been doing, they've been talking about it for quite quite some time though like for several several years now so I mean they can I mean they, they can use it <laughs> I guess why is a golden apple better
0: than a normal apple
2: you want a golden banana
1: it, it, it sells more in tears of the
2: kingdom yes oh, oh man I forgot I got the taste anyway
1: um I I think they move on they scrap it because yeah. here's the thing. if they lose this trial that now gives the FTC more leverage, more time to investigate, and also sets a precedent, yeah. like a um, a judge has ruled not not in their favor, right? So they've already set a precedent that there is an issue that a judge took with it and did not um, uh, give them a favorable outcome, it gives the FTC more time, that gives the CMA more time, it lets everybody rebuild their case a little bit, and I feel like at that point, they're fighting a larger losing battle than they already were. So like- I'm not saying they don't want Call of
2: Duty, I think they might shift it and focus like their money elsewhere. In, yeah, it's like dead fish in the water at that point. Like, yeah, it may not be a good thing. Yeah, nah. I don't know. yeah, yeah. I, I would I would agree with you on that. If it doesn't work with it, it It's just not going to work. Uh, by next but episode, we'll see.
0: by next episode, we're definitely going to be able to <laughs> give our opinions on on what's what exactly is going on. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, I, I, I mean everyone I, I've heard talk about it says the decision is imminent. I don't see why they would know any more than anyone else, but...
1: I think I think the judge at this point probably has a pretty good idea where they're leaning, so it's just a matter of getting back and dropping that bomb. Just
0: offer the judge lifetime game pass, and I'm sure she'd she'd be like, ooh.
1: And there it is.
2: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Just, Just don't mess with my Blizzard games. Don't put it, don't Do put it only think, exclusive to Microsoft, how, how even quickly, though I could still play it no matter what. How
0: quickly would Diablo 4 be put on Game Pass if it, if it goes through?
2: It's powerful enough to handle it. I don't see why not.
0: Do you think they would just, like, slap it on
2: the next few weeks? I don't think they could just slap it on. Like, they have to... That's a yeah
1: i don't think i think just... they're gonna wait and restructure that tier system we heard about yeah so they'll restructure the whole subscription service and tier one is diablo and call of
2: duty tier two and... is
1: overwatch tier three is crash bandicoot
2: and then, and then watch all the money fly out of our pockets for these tiers that's, do you... that's, and our tears are gonna fall through our eyes after that do
0: you guys think there was anything withheld from the recent xbox showcase Besides Elder
2: Scrolls Sixteen, due to yes. what,
0: due to what was going on here, that you know there's, things are up in the air. So, do you think there was anything major that might have been he- held back?
1: Elder Scrolls, maybe 6? that's so speculative. <laughs> it's hard to say. They have so many other developers under their belt right now. I'm sure there's other stuff they're wanting to do, and there's probably other plans, but. Yeah, they're probably playing some stuff close to the chest. I think they announced enough in their showcase to uh, get enough buzz, get enough traction, have enough stuff on the horizon. You technically a new Call of Duty
0: game got. this year and we still haven't seen anything about it? Yeah, do
1: we
2: need to? It's going to be more of the same. Let's, I think let's see what happens next year. But that's what this, I'm saying if, is this like... Whole, if, this all, if all this goes through, a lot of things are going to be changing. There
0: normally is a new Call of Duty game out every, what, November? Yeah. December? It's like... If this, if they, if Xbox had owned them, would a Call of Duty game have been talked about at this event? You know, something probably. crazy like that. Yeah.
2: Most likely,
1: there's still time for that push, though. I mean, they'll get through July. It'll have a very different picture painted about how this deal is going to turn out, and that probably will change their marketing strategy. They'll either have to go back to some backup plans, or yeah, we'll see a lot of Blizzard cross Microsoft advertising coming out, just like we saw with Bethesda and Microsoft. So. We're. We're gonna see we'll it out next week. Yeah.
2: All our Windows machines are gonna have quality all over it.
0: Can't
1: wait.
2: <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> all righty, guys. Well, we went on. I cannot believe we did an hour and a half. I was. There's a
1: lot. There's a lot here. We didn't even really scratch the surface. I mean, there's so many nuggets. If if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out some of the stuff in this trial, that's crazy. Go back and read some summaries. Like, there's some just some of it's funny, some of it's revealing, and some of it's just sad and depressing. But. It's interesting. So.
2: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You put everything in just in a ball and just had us listen. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, that was this week's Interchestment podcast. Once again, apologies. We didn't do a full, full episode. Um, I don't know. We were, I don't know. We were anticipating starting later and not having as much time and. I guess time-wise, we might have been able to actually do a full one, but next week we promise we will, or next two uh, episode we will definitely do a full one, and uh, we can expect before that, hopefully, with uh, gamer gamers' rapid pace, we will get to talk about Zelda. Um, I finished the game. Phoenix finished it before us, and we're just waiting on Gamer <laughs> to kind of uh, blast his way through. Maybe this weekend. Get
2: them tears. Oh, I finished them already.
0: Oh. Now you just gotta. We gotta finish finish the dungeon, dungeons.
2: Right, oh, I gotta go back in the desert. Stop it! All right, everybody.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. But yeah, uh, once again, on screen, uh, audio locations right there. Social medias, we'd love to hear. What do you guys think about this whole uh, court case going on? We'd love to hear back. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys got to say before we head on out?
2: Bye. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah.
0: Nighty night. We'll see you when with the Zelda talk. Bye-bye, everybody.
2: See ya.